Hi, I'm Aaron Selbig. And I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And we are the Latchkey Kids. Woohoo! We're back. Oh my gosh. We're beautiful. We're back. We have barely recovered from our Halloween spectacular Ugh. exclamation point. I am going to barf from I, all of this candy. Oh, my God. I am not because I'm diabetic, mm. but also I, uh, what a fun, fun time. I think, I think somebody put some LSD in this pixie stick. I, I have a feeling. I am well, I'm tripping out right everyone. now. Okay. <laughs> Be perfect for this episode. I know. I'm so excited. Oh I've been wanting God. to do this for a while. This is going to be <laughs> off the exciting. chain. Yes. So, Aaron, just to just to kick things off, I want you to just Ooh. visualize in your mind, okay? I'm visualizing. Join, okay. Join in from home. Or Should we hold home. hands? Okay. Let's hold hands. All right, right. We're holding hands. Okay. <laughs> Picture, if you will, uh-huh. a cute little round guy. He kind of looks like a wheel of cheese. Oh, Maybe, yeah. But if there's a bow on its head, then it's a girl, okay? Okay. And, <laughs> and it's kind of like wandering through this maze of sorts. And sometimes Ooh, fun. He's, he's in fear of being eaten by these ghosts of various colors. And then other oh. times, he's trying to eat the ghosts. And oh, so turnabout is fair play. Turnabout <laughs> is fair play. And there's all these dots, and you also got to eat yeah. the dots. Right. And now, Aaron, you know everything you need to know yeah. about the greatest arcade <laughs> so slash video game of all time. Yes. Obviously, we're talking about Pac-Man. Pac-Man, Obviously, baby. it's little Amy's favorite and really the only thing that little Amy knows about this topic. <laughs> Good. That's and something. Well, you know Miss Pac-Man, too. Miss you, Pac-Man, you know. yes. feminist icon, R- right? Right, right. Uh, you know, um, controversial opinion, by the way, Miss Pac-Man is a superior video game, game to Pac-Man because okay. it's much faster. It's faster and it's more intense. It really is. Mm. It's more fun. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you find yourself or you found yourself back in the day, people at a at a Pizza Hut. I was just thinking the Pizza Hut, the little tabletop games. They still have those. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. Pizza yeah. Hut has the flat glass top. And yep. Totally. And you play, and oh my gosh. And then there are the spoiled brats who have a little <laughs> tabletop version. Oh, come on. Home. Come on. I come mean, on. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Dr. Amy was envious of Aaron, who had a such item. And okay. Okay. This okay. includes Dr. Amy's knowledge of yeah. the game. So Butt Aaron, out. <laughs> I, I know that you have a lot to say. You are oh, do to- I? Drive the DeLorean on this topic. I am driving the DeLorean right on out of here. And before people get confused, this show is not about Pac-Man, although it could be. We definitely could do an entire episode on Pac-Man, and who knows, maybe we will someday. But today we are talking more broadly about video games of the 1980s. People. The 1980s was a time when video games truly came into the mainstream, found their groove, and became commercially successful to the point where they are today, where video games today are just ubiquitous. They cross generational lines. They are, um, there's just, they're amazing. If you haven't played modern video games, you really should. I mean, I would say, Aaron, that the, the quality of a modern video game, you know the ones where it's the NFL, 
Yeah. I would sometimes mm-hmm. walk into the room. It seems like it's TV. Yes. playing mm-hmm. one of those, and I'm like, who's playing? And what, right. like, it looks like an actual <laughs> NFL it does. game, I swear. It's it doesn't look like Miss Pac-Man with, no, with the bow. <laughs> and speaking of that tabletop Pac-Man game, I, I, want, I will have you know, Dr. Okay. Amy, yeah. I paid for that with my own money. <gasps> I did. did. I did. I wanted oh it so bad. God, I, I, I saw know. it. I saw it at the store, probably Kmart. I don't know. And I wanted it so bad. And I remember dad and mom like had a whole conversation about this and they chose to make, they knew they could see how desperately I wanted the tabletop Pac-Man. And just so you're clear, it's, it's like a, it's like a handheld game. It sort of it, looks like an arcade game. It, looks, it has a little plastic sh- joystick. Yeah, you know? it's in the shape of the big arcade yes. games, but it's a little small. They know. People yeah, it's a little small thing. Kids, they know exactly. They probably remember. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I was. It was pretty pretty cool to have one of those. Wow. Let me tell you. So good parents. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they made me, you know, they made me, they, they, they used it as a, as a lesson for me about money. And so I had to save up my allowance money. I forget how much it was, but it was quite a lot and it took me a while and I saved it up and, and I got it. And so, yeah. Yeah. So spoiled brat, my patoot. All right. We need to divide this discussion into three parts and that's going to be, we're going to talk about uh, desktop computer games, which also kind of matured in the 1980s. Console games. Those are the ones that we know now, you know, like Xbox, PlayStation and all that. Mm, okay. But really what dominated the 1980s and what took video games to the next level was the arcade. Mm. I mean, the arcade. What a place. What a time. It was magical. It was oh. truly magical. Do you remember I'm, anything, Dr. Amy, about video arcades back then? You were pretty listen, young. Listen, hmm. I have only ever been interested in an arcade setting. Well, first of all, are they, do they serve cotton candy? That's number one. I want to hmm. know. Maybe, maybe. Some do, some do. Yeah, possibly. Um, I, I, didn't, I wasn't ever interested in the arcade games like you're going to discuss, but if they had skee-ball yeah yeah some of them had skee-ball sure yeah i could Mm -hmm. get down with some skee-ball to this very day wow okay i would i imagine when i think of an arcade game in that setting for children it's like a casino for children yeah okay (laughs) exactly exactly. it's dark exactly you don't know if it's day or night right doesn't matter you become obsessed you become addicted you yeah. are putting all of your quarters in the machine. Yeah, just over like and slot over machine. Yep, same thing. And yes. And you walk away with nothing. Right. You're not going to win anything. I just thought of that just now, and I think it's, yeah. it's pretty. It's totally. It's totally on point. You're exactly right. What I remember is, like you said, you walk in. It doesn't matter if it's broad daylight. It's yep. super dark. Yeah. There's colorful carpet stained with Coca-Cola oh, and God knows what else. God. The smell is kind of a mixture of stale popcorn and sweaty teenagers. There are glowing, flashing lights everywhere and strange, unearthly noises and beeping and squeaking and 8-bit music. (laughs) Off in the corner, you see the pinball machines. They're like the old elder statesman of the arcade over there in the corner. 
Yes, you but can sort of pay homage. And then right, right. <laughs> there might be a couple of people in their 20s, you know, old people sure, playing the sure, pinball sure. machines. Sure. But really, the arcade was lined with the hits of the day. And we're talking oh, Pac-Man. Okay. We're talking Miss Pac-Man. We're talking Donkey Kong, which is still oh, my, my nemesis Kong, to this people. day. Donkey Kong is the game that I wanted to be good at, and I just mm. never could get there. I just never could figure that stupid game out. You had okay. Super Mario Brothers. Frogger, do you remember Frogger trying to cross oh, the street? You're the little frog. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gal Galaga. Joust, which was a game, it was, a two, it was one of the first two-player games, and the whole point of it was to ride a flying ostrich. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I don't, I don't Very whimsical. <laughs> Very okay. whimsical game. You had you had space invaders, you had uh, asteroids, you had centipede. Centipede had the weird controller that was like a cue ball that you rolled with your hand. Oh, Do you remember that? And you would roll it around. Okay. It was really weird. Yeah, kind of yeah, cool yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Defender, which was like a scrolling version of Space Invaders. I was actually pretty good at that game. Okay. Dig Dug. Where you're a little guy, like, mining underground. I never understood the point of that game, frankly. Okay. You had Tempest. You had There was an early Star Wars game back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. Paperboy. Remember Paperboy? Nope. Where you're, you're a guy on a bicycle throwing papers on people's lawns, and you had to dodge the dogs and oil Aww. slicks and whatnot. Oh, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> you okay. had Z Zaxxon. You had Contra, which I thought was a very timely game uh, I, that I assume sprang from the Iran-Contra affair. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. 1942, which was one of the first uh, airplane games where you're an airplane fighter pilot, you know. Uh, Missile Command was a weird one. Moon Patrol was a weird one. Qbert was a very weird video game. Okay. You had Tron. You had Punch-Out!, do you remember Dragon's Lair? And I'm, I know you don't remember, Dr. Amy. I'm talking to... <laughs> the the, does no. anyone remember Dragon's Lair? That, I, th I you do? I will tell you that, no, I do not. But okay. when I asked my husband about this topic, I'm like, tell me everything. What do you remember? He specifically cited Dragon's Lair. Yeah, Dragon's like, Lair. It was like animated or something. Yes, showed, yes, yes. He showed me yes. online. He's like, look yeah. at this. Do you remember this? I'm like, nope. I, yeah. I don't. Dragon's Lair came out and it was like it was animated. It was not like other video games. The gameplay kind of sucked. It was it was hard and I don't know it, but it looked so amazing and it made all of us think like, okay, well this is what video games are going to be like in the future. They're not going to be like Pac-Man, Waka Waka Waka. They're going to look like this. And you could just tell. So that was like the that was a hint of what was to come. Okay. Dr. Amy in that sweaty, dingy, stinky mm -hmm. arcade. I because you're right. You didn't win anything except for there was one thing you could win. And that was having your initials at the top of the leaderboard oh, the leader and the high scores. OK, oh that was yes. the only thing you could get. Bragging there were two. Rights. There were two games at our local arcade. Uh, which, uh, honestly, I don't even remember the name of the arcade. It was in a strip mall next to the thrifty grocery store, I think on the corner of Gilbert Road and McKellips, I believe. It was, it, yeah. it was only around for a few years, but it was, it was the place to be. But there were two games that I dominated. Can you guess which two games they were? I was the king of these two games no in the idea. 1980s. Not a clue. Pole position. Ooh. 
which is a race car. Yep, driving race car game. And my favorite game of that era, by far, Karate Champ. Oh, my husband mentioned Karate Champ. Karate Champ was one of the more complex arcade games. It had two joysticks, and you could do all these different karate moves based on which position you move the joysticks in. There was no button. It was the joysticks. Like if you push them both together, it was a leg sweep. If you push one up and one down, it was a roundhouse kick, you know. But Uh there were there were dozens of different moves that you could master if you just spent the time and put the time into the game. So it was one of those games that like pumping more quarters in it really paid off because you got to learn it all and. You got to be like, in my mind, kind of like I was basically like Mr. Miyagi, pretty much. And I was a master of karate. Um, So when I asked my husband about this topic, he had a memory of there was a game that he wanted to beat the game. Whatever that means, mm, like you get yeah. through the whole game. Like Pac-Man, you could do that. And mm-hmm. it was he recalls it being called Narc, and it was like you were a huh. cop and you were shooting. Yes, people, and it was a whole yes, thing. I do and remember that. Yes, Narc. Now I yeah. think if you looked back at it, there might be some problematic elements. Yeah, oh, definitely, not, you know, definitely. I don't know if yeah. anyone's Miranda rights were delivered. No, I don't remember that part if of there was yeah. a search warrant or no. that. I don't think there was. (laughs) But he described an occasion with his friend Paul where they pumped so many quarters into this narc that he thinks it was somewhere in the ballpark of like $100. No way. And he beat the game, Aaron. Really? His crowning achievement. Wow. I bet he had a crowd gathered around him. Because whenever anybody would make it really far in whatever game, they would start to draw a crowd. You know, people would gather around and like, oh, shit. And that was like, you know, that ramped up the intensity, of course. At the the casino. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Lots of fun. Um, so oh that's God. basically, I don't know where, by the wow. way, where where did we got all the quarters? I don't remember, but it so was many quarters. a very quarter-based economy that we had for a while in the 1980s. Yes, yes, yes. At the same time that all the kids in America and probably throughout the world were pumping quarters into the arcade, you had a rise in desktop computer games yes. because desktop personal computers were starting to become a thing in the 1980s. They were still like very expensive, uh, relatively. I mean, relatively, they were much more expensive than they even are now. But we were lucky. I mean, we didn't have cable TV, but I got a Commodore VIC-20 computer for my birthday. Do you remember that, Dr. Amy? Yes, I do. My prized Commodore (laughs) VIC-20 that I have no idea what happened to it. I wish I still had it. But it it could play games. It had a little cartridge port thingy and you could put little cartridges in the back of it. And it had very rudimentary. (laughs) I mean, games that made Pac-Man look, you know, complex games that were kind of like Pong, pong, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the ball. going. Yeah. Pretty much. There was a game called Omega Race that I was obsessed with that it was basically like. You're a spaceship, but your spaceship is just like a triangle. <laughs> that's, yes. as, <laughs> that's as complex yes. as it got. Yes. And you were yes. floating around in space and you could use your you could turn around and you could blast off and you would shoot 
I think they were asteroids, I guess, yes. that were trying to crash into you that. and blow yeah, them to bits, yeah. you yes. know? Yep. Anyway, yep. I was obsessed with that game. Mm. Um, and then you had console games. Like, you probably remember, you know, uh, these were the precursors to the consoles that we know today, like Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. Do you remember right. the At Atari 2600? That was like the first big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we did not have an Atari, but nope. Steve Westby did. There so we had go. that. We had okay. Intellivision, which was at Mark Konar's house. <laughs> and then not probably not. I'd be curious to see how many people remember ColecoVision. Mm. ColecoVision had a really weird controller that had like this paddle dial thing on it. Very weird. Dr. Amy, do you remember the tank game? that we used to have, I think it was called Combat, but I'm not sure. Dad hooked it up to the TV. It was this little green thing. It was a two-player game, and it had little joysticks on it, and you controlled this tank, and the tanks would shoot each other. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, do I totally remember okay. playing a game that was hooked up to the TV. Yes. Yeah, that was it. That was the only one we ever had. Okay. And then... And this is a historic day. This mm. should be, this should be a global holiday. Oh, and okay. and uh, well, actually, it just passed. But the anniversary, October eighteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Okay, what happened? That's the day the original Nintendo Entertainment System or NES came out. It was released. Wow. It was, it was a revolution, and it changed video games forever. And mm. the world has never been the same since. It had Super Mario Brothers, of course. Uh, we used to play Tecmo Bowl on that bad boy. Duck Hunt with the little orange gun where you'd shoot the ducks. Mm. Many, many more. The original NES. Wow, Super everybody. fun. Now they make these little, they make these little mini uh, digital replicas of the NES. I have one. <laughs> and it has, it comes preloaded with like hundreds of games from the 80s and 90s. If you are a nostalgic person, which of course you are, because you're listening to this podcast, uh, you should go out and get one of those. They're not terribly expensive. It's super fun. So that is my, that is all I got. Wow, that is a lot. About video gaming in the 80s. Oh my yeah. gosh, Aaron, you were way into Whew. it. Whew, I was. Wow. I still am into it. Not as into it as I was then, but boy, it was... It was it was really a lot of fun and it was so new. It was so new. It was so exciting. Mm. We felt so I don't know. It was like the a taste cutting of the edge. future. Yeah. yeah. Cutting edge. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dr. Amy, as she does, mm. has dug up some really fun, fun facts about oh, video yes. gaming. Oh, yes. A lot of things that maybe you knew and definitely some things mm. that you did not know about video games in the 80s. We're going to get to that in just a minute after we take a short break here on The Latchkey Kids. In a world full of music about the rodeo, the big city, ancient instruments and singing computers how can you possibly cover it all 
Well, take a trip with Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids from Interlochen Public Radio, and we'll show you around a world full of awesome classical music. I'm Kate Botello, your host, and we at Classical Sprouts want you to know that classical music is for everyone to enjoy, and you can enjoy it even more if you know about some of its history or how it's made. Join me at Classical Sprouts to learn about everything from ballet to bagpipes with awesome music and musical guests. Take a trip around the musical world with Classical Sprouts from Interlochen Public Radio. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, people. I mean, as we've discussed, I only know skee-ball and Miss Pac-Man. I got nothing. I'm only interested <laughs> in the snacks. I don't know what's happening. But <laughs> what Dr. Amy does know is fun facts. So, people, I've got some real good ones for you. All right. First of all, I'm excited. Aaron, you may be surprised to know that the first multi-user video game was invented way back in 1958, people. What? No. In 1958. Was it steam-powered? What? Steam powered, yes. <laughs> On October 18th, speaking of holidays. Wait, is that the same day? Oh, that's the same day. No. The NES was released. October 18th? Wait, let me look back. The, Octo the NES was released. Oh my God, you're right. October 18th, 1980. I feel like I'm, I just got chills just now. It's like Back to the Future. Was it Doc Brown and Marty McFly that invented video games? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. They went back to 1958. Wow. And they met William. I love this. This is my favorite last name. Higginbotham. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are not enough Higginbothams in the world. Never there should enough. be more. Yeah. And he was a nuclear physicist Whoa. at Brookhaven National Laboratory. So Aaron. this game is nuclear powered. That's correct. And he invented <laughs> a <dangerous>. game called <laughs> Tennis for Two. Okay. It was an electronic game that could be played with by two people using separate controllers that connected to a computer, and it was viewed on an oscilloscope monitor, whatever I that means. I do not know what that is, but it sounds super fun. So it's like Pong, basically. There's like yeah, a go ball back going ball, back and back forth, and probably, forth. right? Yeah, probably. Okay. And so Interesting. then in the 1960s, you know, video game programming evolved. So you had several other sports-related video games that came about. There was a basketball simulation game. Really? Um, that, and there was a World Series, like baseball kind of one. Hmm. And those were all written in, in the computer language BASIC. Remember BASIC? BASIC was the language that the Commodore VIC-20 used. That game Omega Race, that was a, mm -hmm. in, written in BASIC, which was, yeah. yeah predominant and, back then and aaron do you happen to know what the first arcade game was it was released in 1971 i'll give you a hint it oh was it wasn't pac-man it was not pong people most people think it was pong first was arcade pong. game in 1971 yeah. yep i have no idea it was a game called computer space Okay, computer, computer space. space. What does that and even mean? And it was the first commercially available coin-operated arcade game machine. Really? And yeah, 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 yeah. Where so it was it? It wasn't. It, <laughs> Where it did they put this thing? It <laughs> wasn't at Pizza Hut. I can tell you that. Somebody's basement somewhere. Yeah, some it rich people. Yeah. It wasn't as widely known as Pong, which actually hit the streets in 1972. So it was shortly okay. thereafter. Okay. But nevertheless, it has that uh, claim to fame as being All right. that was released. Computer space. 
All right. That's right, people. Go okay. Yourself one, two, I would have thought it was Pong. I would have thought Pong was the first yes, official yes. video game. Okay. So speaking of Pong, it wasn't hmm. the first, but it does represent an important first. So released November 29th, 1970. If you were going to say October 18th, I, I was going to freak out. I was going to lose my whole entire mind. <laughs> it, Pong became the first sports uh, arcade video game, okay? Okay, so okay. So this is where you have, like, the digital table tennis yeah. match. The little ball goes back and forth, and you yeah. move the little paddles around, sure. It, yeah, it was a huge commercial success. It spawned many other games, and it just really re revolutionized the video game industry with that concept they, of it. They make Pong for smartwatches. These, I have it on my Apple Watch. <laughs> it's, it's fun for, okay. like, it's fun for about... 90 seconds. Sure, you're in an <laughs> yeah. elevator. Yeah, exactly. Do. Right. <laughs> um, you mentioned Atari, Aaron. Did you know that Atari was founded with just $500? Wow. Okay. okay. Man. So, Multi-billion dollar video game company. It was just a $500 investment. That was Nolan Bushnell and Ted Dabney. And so what they did, they split the cost in 1972 and then within five years, Aaron, the company earned $28 million. Wow. And that was still in the 70s. And then later, it must have blown yeah. up even more. By 1982, and this is in 1982 money, sales topped $2 billion. Okay. Holy smokes. That's um, crazy. Now wow. You may recognize the name Bushnell because hmm. we've mentioned him in a previous episode. Really? Yeah. Did he invent candy? He invented candy, everyone. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was also important in the arcade industry, but but he also founded the pizza and entertainment company that you and I know as Chuck E. Cheese, everybody. Oh, well, everybody's favorite animatronic rodent restaurant, <laughs> right? That's correct. That's yes. Correct. Okay. Also a great place for little Amy to play skee-ball, okay? Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and a great place to catch some sort of bacterial infection in the ball pit. That's right. Correct. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, arcades really got invaded by a huge hit in 1978. Yes, we had Pong. That was mm -hmm. a big success. Okay, everyone loved it. But in 1978, Aaron, hmm. look out, because here come Space Invaders. Space oh. Invaders predates Pac-Man. Yeah. Is that right? Is that really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought Pac-Man was kind of the first. Okay. Yep. I did not yep. know that. I did not yep. know that. I was actually pretty decent at Space Invaders. I was good at that game. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Just so, humble brag, you know. Humble brag, humble brag. Yeah, humble um, brag. So Space Invaders, Aaron, earned an average of $600 million wow. a year between 1978 and 1982. Wow. This is big money. It's Woo! still big money to these big this day, for sure. Big money. Yeah, oh big gosh. money. So, of course, you know, as you have been alluding to this whole entire episode, <laughs> there was one game that ate up the competition in the early yeah. 80s. And, of course, that can only be Pac-Man, which arrived on the scene in October, probably October 18th, if I'm guessing. Yeah, it was. It had to be October 18th. That's the yeah, day. Yeah. 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 Why mm -hmm. October? October's the month. I don't know. People. Well, it's getting know. cold. You want to yeah. go inside and yeah, do something yeah, indoors, yeah. Okay. you know? Yeah, like makes sense. So we're recording this episode the right time of year. We're on it. Right, we yeah. We did that on purpose. Totally. It worked out, <laughs> yes. Um, so Pac-Man hits the scene in 1980. By the early 90s, Aaron Pac-Man had earned more than $2.5 billion. <laughs> All in quarters. 
at right? all in quarters. <laughs> it became the most popular video game of all time. And as For sure. you referenced, I think in our, I don't know, One Hit Wonder episode, the night yeah, yeah. song. There was a song. Yeah, there had its own song. Pac-Man yeah. Pac- it was a hit yeah, song, too. It was. By Buckner yeah. and Garcia. Okay. Oh, who can forget old Buckner and Garcia, right? Great what a classic, a classic musical ensemble. Law, maybe or a law firm or an Who did you like company? better, Buckner or Garcia? I was more of a Garcia guy. Okay, no, we shouldn't make fun of Buckner and Garcia. They had a big, huge hit song. Good for them. Yeah, they did. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So you mentioned Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. A Super Mario, Mario, yes. That's right. So Mario was not originally known as Mario. So What? Uh, really? Yep. yep. So huh. he was uh, first seen in uh, October 18. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It was not. July. Don't, don't wait. Don't tell me. 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 Mario first appeared in Donkey Kong. That's Mario, yes. right? Isn't it? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He first appeared in Donkey Kong. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And so he was the protagonist who would clobber the angry gorilla to rescue the damsel in distress known as Pauline. Did you know that was Pauline, the damsel? I right. did not know that. Didn't know she had a name. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, but but anyway, he wasn't called Mario. So he, our favorite, of course, mustache plumber, was simply named Jumpman. That was his That name. is not very creative. Yeah, and that was, that was not great. So that's, for, fortunately, by name They fixed that mistake. They okay. They fixed that. They named uh-huh. Mario. Good Nintendo name. Much better. Much better. Mario Brothers. Yeah. And he has a brother, too. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah. We got his brother, Luigi. <laughs> he got Luigi. Luigi. Yes. Yeah. And they became super in 1985. Uh-huh. Okay. For the NES. I For still. NES. I have. Like I told you a moment ago, they make a mini digital version of the NES. You can pick one up. They're like. You can get it on Amazon. They're like $30. And it now, has Aaron, like hundreds of games, including Super Mario Brothers. So for the last. I don't know, a month or two, I have been playing the crap out of Super Mario Brothers, the original. And it's kind of taken over my life for the second time. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Well, it I is what it is. There's a support group and a yeah. program you could enter. There, I need um, one. Yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, so, Aaron, of course, we've mentioned Donkey Kong. Of course, yeah. Donkey Kong. He's not a donkey. but No, he's, he's a gorilla. <laughs> He's not, right? He, Isn't he a gorilla? A, he's, yes, he's a Kong. And Why so, don't they call it Gorilla Kong? I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, it, according to Shigeru Miyamoto, okay, who created Donkey okay. Kong and Mario, oh. the word Kong is synonymous with gorilla. Okay. In Japan? I think so. I guess? So, okay. A donkey, oh. the word donkey in Japanese means stupid or goofy. Oh, okay, okay. And it also means stubborn, okay? Okay, so So it's an adjective. Okay. It's an adjective. The Kong is the gorilla, the donkey is like stupid and whatever. So if you Um, were like a student in Japan and your teacher gives you homework, you could say, man, this is very donkey of her to do this, (laughs) right? right. Okay, got it. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to do that. Aaron, I think you mentioned earlier that there was an ET-based uh, game video. Did game. that come? Up? This is world famous. This is like one of those stories. <laughs> you just have to like, if you want to go down an internet rabbit hole, yeah. go- Google the Atari ET game. ET for Atari. Yes. Now people, ET for Atari is widely considered one of the worst. Video the worst games ever. 
It's the worst video game ever made. It's impossible. The only reason that it even exists is because they the they desperately wanted to capitalize That's on the right. popular movie, which was, I guess, kind of a surprise hit. I don't know. It happened real fast. Yeah. And they had to like push out this game in a record amount of time. And so they rushed. It was a rush job and it was terrible. And like E.T. would like fall into an abyss and like disappear. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, you know, of course, the, the movie was a huge hit in 82. So, like you said, they're like, okay, we got to capitalize on this. And yeah. so they designed it for the Atari uh, 2600. That was the first Atari, big yeah. Atari system. Yeah. Yep. And it, it contained a challenging glitch that caused E.T. to fall into pits. As yes, yes. Millions so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Millions of players returned the game, Aaron. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Can you yeah. imagine? People and are like, Atari I don't want this. Buried the ET video games. It literally buried them in a New Mexico landfill. Oh my and, goodness! And uh, maybe we should make a pilgrimage there. No, let's yeah. not. Okay. Um, years <laughs> later, these discarded old video games were recovered in 2014. <laughs> really? During Why? a well-documented dig. This is Why? what archaeologists do now, apparently. This is how big 80s nostalgia is. We do stuff like this. This is how old we are. Let's go dig up all those. Remember that awful video game that everybody hated? Let's go dig up a whole bunch of copies of it in the New Mexican desert. That'll be a fun afternoon. Um, Actually, that does sound like fun. That does sound like fun. Um, Aaron, do you remember the racing uh, video game called Turbo? Does that ring any bells to you? Turbo. Turbo. Mm. No, I remember turbo. pole position. No, turbo. Okay, okay, I don't okay. think so. Um, so, of course, now car racing games are huge, right? Love them. So Love. You can even get like you can get a whole thing that has the steering the wheel. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Thing. So you're fun. Hitting the brakes and the gas. Yeah. Those are my favorite. My favorite modern video games are car racing games. Driving. I love sure, them. Sure. Love them. Yeah, so Turbo was released by Sega, okay? You haven't even oh. talked about Sega in 1981. Yeah. And wow. it really kind of set the stage for these racing games. It became one of the top arcade games of 1981. Hmm. It was soon adapted into a home gaming system for what you had mentioned earlier, ColecoVision, and also in Oh, okay. okay, okay. That's why I don't remember it. I didn't. We didn't have Intellivision or ColecoVision, and Mark Konars had Intellivision, but he only wanted to play baseball, and that was all he cared oh, about. Eh, yeah. Whatever, so. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Aaron, did you ever get into the Legend of Zelda? Was that for you? That was a little bit like that no, I didn't. I I maybe I probably should have because I was into like fantasy and Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons I just never. I yeah. just was never really exposed to it. I guess. So, yeah. What people who were into it may not know is that in the early days of The Legend of Zelda, it allowed users to build their own dungeons, Aaron. Oh, so like a, like Minecraft kind of? I think so. So there okay. was a, the Japanese virgin. Virgin. <laughs> there was a virgin in it. Wow. <laughs> okay. Exciting. This sounds like a better game than I thought. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Um, it... it um, <laughs> wow, you just you just threw off your whole train of thought, didn't you? There's no recovering from the. We just just end the show here. Bye bye, everybody. This has been fun. I'm thinking now. I'm 
going back to our Madonna episode and like the virgin <laughs> yeah. and the wedding dress. Right. I know. That's what I was thinking of, too. I was like, you didn't even know what a virgin was until Madonna told you. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. <sighs> okay. Anyway, yes. Yes. Anyway. Course, the designer, he and his colleagues at Nintendo decided to... Um, you know, do this thing where you could build your own dungeon, and then later they scrapped that idea. They stuck to the pre-made dungeon. But anyway, Legend of Zelda people will know what I'm talking about. In, originally, and you may not have seen this version, people could build their own dungeons. Okay, everybody. Okay, wow. I need you to know about that. Did it's not great. know that. Yeah. All right, it's fun. And, then, <laughs> and you could keep you could keep virgins in there if you wanted to, right? Or yeah. is that? You can not, absolutely uh, keep yeah. virgin. That's maybe not PC these <laughs> days, but really back then it was fine. <clears throat> anyway, okay, let's um, move on. Aaron, you're familiar yes. with, with Tetris, of course, right? <laughs> Tetris was kind of another revolutionary game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no virgins there. But <laughs> no. It was the first video game that was exported to the United States from yeah, the from, Soviet right. Union. It was a Russian video oh, game. Oh, my. What a great, a simple, really cool game to really fun, like can be frustrating, but like it's really like that's an intense game. That's still a yep. killer phone game. Yeah. Yes. OK. So Russian software developer Alexei Pajitnov created mm -hmm. Tetris in 1984 as a computer game. And it became one of the most widely played and imitated video games in the world. Um, so, of course, the name is derived from the Greek word tetra, which relates to the number four. Of course, we know that. So you I didn't four. know that. <laughs> well, see, you're getting smarter. I had no idea. Kids, oh, people. wow. Okay. You get dumber and also smarter. It's what we do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So you have four tiles on each of the little pieces, right? Uh -huh. and so that's why it's called Tetris. And so... You got the squiggly one one way. You got yeah. the squiggly one the other way. You got a line and you got a block. Yeah. yeah that's right. Mm -hmm. yep. And you got to fit them all in. And so it was quickly adapted for a range of computer and gaming platforms in the 80s. And, uh, but the huge launch into stardom, of course, can be linked to the game's 1989 release on Nintendo's iconic handheld. Yes. You the, haven't even talked about Yeah, we didn't Boy. even get to the handheld oh systems. That's God. true. The Game Boy, of oh. course. Well, the Game Boy came right on the heels right of the, the NES, of right yeah. at the end of the 80s. Yeah. And then everybody made one. I remember Sega had, God, uh -huh. what was Sega? I forgot what Sega's was called, but they had a popular one. Yep. And now there's the um, they kind of like sort of fell out of fashion for a while, but they're back with the oh, gosh, what's the one that is real popular these days? The, yeah, the, the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the yeah. Nintendo Switch has brought I that back. Really, I can't yeah. believe I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Well, my son has one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so in the uh, early days, they would uh, bundle it with the Game Boy came with Tetris. You remember that? So that was like, it was just an automatic, you got Tetris when you got the Game Boy, and that was the whole thing. And people, that is literally all Dr. Amy knows about video games, and so... Very good, very good. .com, which we mm. should have named our podcast, The Fun Times Guide. <laughs> Too late, they already took it. <laughs> you know, video, video games have obviously come a long way. I would argue 
that as popular as they were back in the 80s and as much time as we spent in the arcade back then, video games are even bigger now than they were then. Yeah, the home Be- ones especially. Because they, they cross generations, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people my our age play video games. Millennials play video games. Gen Z yeah, plays. Yeah. Gen, for Gen Z people, video games aren't just games. They're a, they're a human connection. They're yeah. a social thing. They're, they're usually done online and they're played collaboratively. My son yeah. spends hours every week. Uh, we, we moved uh, from Michigan this year. And so that's how he keeps in touch with his friends from Michigan. They play video games online every night. You know what I mean? Cool. It is cool. cool. It's and a cool also, thing. People, if you are feeling super nostalgic and you want to get out there and you want to actually get into an arcade situation, I mean, you could go to a casino because, like we said, it's similar. Yeah. But there are these arcade places, Aaron, that really are designed for our generation, and, and they have all the games. We just were in our local shopping mall, mostly for a hot dog on a stick lemonade recently. And they have this whole new arcade thing. <laughs> yeah, and that's a thing. And it's got the old games, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. also got bowling, and it's also got all this other stuff. And what's great about these places now, Aaron, is that they serve alcohol. <laughs> well, drink. that's great if, yes, that's great. I don't but, drink alcohol, but, you know. Well, neither do I, really, but, yeah, no, the, the, the whatever makes it more popular. Because you're right, those things are everywhere now. There, There's one in Traverse City, Michigan, where the town that I lived in before this one, that has all original, they're all original games from the 80s that have been refurbished. Mm. And you can go in there, and it's cool because you don't even have to pay quarters. You pay like 10 bucks for an hour, and they give you a wristband, and you can play as many games as you want in like an hour. So fun. So fun. Yeah. So your chances are your city probably has a place like that. Go find it and relive the past. And if you want to play at home, like I said, they make a little mini version of the Nintendo uh, NES that you can buy online and it is worth it. It's super fun. Do that. I want to go. I need to go play Super Mario Brothers right now, as a matter of fact. Clearly. So, Clearly. yeah. I, I think we need to get out of here. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? Mom, please. Can I have some quarters, please? Okay. We'll be back next week with more of the Latchkey Kids. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.